everybody. It's good old JR Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame, and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast. You're going to love So hot. We're coming to you live from the 13th floor of Nakatomi Plaza, broadcasting from the Wayland Corporation Studios. We are nestled in the heart of the Fox Valley, overlooking the crystal clear waters of Lake Winnebago. This is the Bad Medicine Podcast, and my name is Mason Quinn. To my left, some say he's never had a vegetable in his life, but I saw him eat lettuce today, Diamond Dave Damone. And to my right, a man whose Twitter is not PG-rated, The Answer. <laughs> I get, I'm going with what you give me. Ugh, hey, terrible, you know, terrible. Real quick, I want to put over this... Uh, real quick, no we don't. <clears throat> the uh, coffee from Walmart. Usually, because Walmart's really the only place I can go to get caffeinated, Ooh. like high caffeinated uh have you tried coffee? The Black Rifle coffee? That's so expensive. Hey, yeah, it kind of it's is. so expensive. But God, it's good. <laughs> but I, that's why I'm saying I want to give a little praise to uh, the 1.57 time uh, times higher caffeinated uh, Walmart brand coffee. I mean, this shit gives you some good kick. Yeah, you don't want to be pounding energy drinks all the time. Your heart will explode. Oh, or you could just that. not drink coffee. Dude, coffee's fantastic. I don't, I don't drink coffee. We'll get you a soda. No, Andrew, I should really bring you one over next time with just the K-cup. I'll make it for you. <clears> no, I, over. I refuse to drink coffee. Do you just take caffeine in general? I don't drink coffee at all. I only... I, and what even if it with tastes it, like chocolate he, milk? He'll waver. He can't draw a line in the sand. You like chocolate milk. I'm like you with spicy foods, man. No, I won't. I, I, I've I, never... The only time I ever had like coffee in my life is uh, me and a buddy of mine, Zilke, we'd go get the free cappuccino like samples at Quick Trip. Cappuccino. And just, and just fucking load them. Just load them with sugar. Did you get a latte too? Oh, because... <laughs> then I went to Gloria Jeans Shout once. I went to Ian Gager with that one. Went to Gloria Jeans at the mall and got a free cup and I just like... Send it back. Okay, so again, I'll ask you. If I bring you one over that tastes almost like chocolate milk, like 95%, chocolate will you what? try it? Chocolate milk. I guess I'll try it. For the fan. You mean milk? I mean fans. Chocolate milk. Milk? Milk? Milk. Milk. There you go. <laughs> milk. We'll get them there for you, milk. folks. No All right. Uh, yeah, I'll give it give it the give old college try. try. Yeah, once you find a good coffee, you Deal. stick with it. I that. will only uh, – well, I'll do the 10-ounce for you. And then if you want to drink it all, you can. But otherwise, if you drink at least half of it, you're going to feel pretty good. Oh, yeah. That would be great to have Sunday night right before I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Let's start the work week. <laughs> Can't fucking wait to get to work. You'd be, like, be like Ken Shamrock going into work. <laughs> get out of <laughs> Just actually better yet. Throwing right, people out of the way, putting bolts in. We'll have you take a little taste, make sure that you like it, right? Yeah. Put it in your fridge. That way when you wake up. Ooh, I could have an morning, iced one. Nope, don't even have it iced. Just put it in the microwave for 15, 20 seconds. It's warm on your way to work, I'll, dude. They'll throw Fast off. and furious all the way to work. They'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll throw off my naps at work. When the pre-workout kicks in. <laughs> Yeah. I, hey, quite real quick question on that before we jump in because you brought it up and it got me thinking about it. Yeah. How long do you keep coffee uh, like in your pot? Like if you turn it off, if you're going somewhere, how long do you leave it in there and say you come back, maybe you pour a cup, throw it in the microwave? How long do you keep it in there for? So we have just the K cup set up. Uh, the, what is it called? The Keurig. It's elitist over so here. We have Keurig. Keurig. Decadent but, capitalistic pig. But I don't, <laughs> I don't slam. So technically, to your question, yeah, I yeah. keep it in the cup. So okay. I don't slam it right away just because, good Lord, that kind of, you know how coffee works. It hits yeah. you and then you're in the back. There's bathroom. Quinn's. But uh, <laughs> so to your 
question there for this cup. I will honestly, I do. It does end up being for me because I have it more likely in a coffee mug. Okay, that's why I put it in here to keep it warm. But uh, otherwise, if I have it in a coffee mug, I do end up drinking it cold. Okay. So. Because I wondered if I was a low life, because I'll keep coffee in my pot for like three days. I know a lot of people even that if reheat it's it. off, and I'll just I'll I'll leave it like at room temperature, pour it in every morning, reheat it, and I'll last me like three a days. A lot when we were working in the office, everyone with their coffee because they everyone loves their coffee warm or hot. They would just re- go right back down to the microwave and heat it up, come back to their desk. So there's tons of people that do that. All right, just want to make sure I wasn't the only low life around here. No, tons of people do. That. I'm oh, sure you people just don't drink this. coffee. It always reminds me of the scene in Last Boy Scout where Bruce Willis looks down and sees the the half-smoked cigarette butt on the ground, and he picks it up and says, so I'm a (laughs) lowlife. Then you do the little jingle like he does at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Ty Boy Boy guy was in that. Yeah, Billy Blanks was. (laughs) God, Last Boy Scout was good. You could almost call that a sequel to Die Hard. Oh God! I wonder if you would have asked if you would have asked Bruce Willis like when he was twenty five if he would have known he was going to be like play one of the greatest like dirtbag cops in history, just scummy, dirty. Oh, I was going to say like, did you mean like dirtbag is like dirty or dirtbag like he's a bad guy? No, no, great guy, but just kind of scummy. Hey man, it's the work life. You you put in. You're you're dedicated to your work. Sometimes you just don't have that time to go shower and <laughs> uh, things we could have told ourselves. Hey guys, you know that's a nice transition you did there. Very. We were kind of talking I was about hoping that. Hoping you take the bait. You were kind of leading me on a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about it earlier, right? You know, kind of little things. I mean, we stopped ourselves so we can actually have the conversation here. But you know, Quinn, you're you're forty. You know, Andrew and I are approaching forty. Um, is you know. A lot of people reflect back on their younger selves, probably a lot, some not, but you know, I was kind of thinking on the car ride over here, like, what would you, what would you tell your 20 year old self or did you discuss it with the security guard when he pulled in the gates? I did. Uh, the guy can talk. Dude, Antoine is frigging incredible. That guy's doing a great job. He keeps out all the riffraff. I mean, including the rapper riffraff. He's great too, but we can't let Diamond Dave fire this guy like he fired the last one. Gets a little edgy when he doesn't have his coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting it. sidetracked. So, but anyways, things you would tell your twenty-year-old self is we're all creeping up on that magical yeah. age over uh, the hill when we all go buy a convertible car and have ourselves a midlife good crisis. Midlife crisis. Is it really though, or is it? Are you just able to finally afford the things you've always wanted? That's a good question for. That's actually yeah, you know, and it's like because I mean, if you like say bought your house, you know, at twenty, and you know, had to magically paid off by forty, well, that's a huge chunk of money that you can put somewhere else into. Like that's why they, three years. Well, that's why you see that you know you see oh yeah you're gonna get a motorhome or something like that or you're gonna get a <laughs> you're gonna get a second Raptor you know you never know but because th- that's a that's a very interesting question why you're saying or how you just said that. Because I never thought about it that way until you just yeah. said it. Because yeah, maybe by forty you have your house paid off. Yeah, you, you have a comfortable, it. you have a comfortable car that you might just use as your beater, like, or even right now during these times you, you're fortunate enough to work from home, yeah. so you don't really have to do wear and tear on your car. Yeah, so you've you can always had easily get get. Yeah, get maybe you had point. the poster of like the Corvette in your yeah. room as a kid, and then you find you were finally able to get it. Go on Craigslist, find a deal. Yeah, and you know the only thing that could be really bad with that is is if. Um, 
so you always had this fantasy of something you always wanted and you dreamed about it forever. And then by the time you get it, it doesn't live up to the hype. That would be awful. Or like you Terrible. find you're, you're too old to enjoy it or oh, you know, maybe that would be the maintenance or whatever. Would that, would that be a real thing? Maybe it is for some people where – Ask people who buy boats. <laughs> well, well, dude, okay, let's be real about boats. At least in our parts, right? Everyone – Parts in, unknown. Parts unknown. Up here in the Midwest – Wisconsin. Uh, everyone says they look forward to the the best day, the best two days two of days. having a, a boat is the first day you get it and the day you sell it. Well, you know, a good when you do sell it, it is a good day because you're probably getting a <laughs> boatload of money. But anyways, no, uh, oh, really, it was pretty much uh, hey, thrown right in the face. Your phone there. Throw that thing on the on the hey, company who's couch. My dad. Oh, never mind. Yeah, you, I don't think he would be as entertaining. Hit I mean, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Uh, love you. Uh, where was I going? With that? Oh, yeah, because you get a you get a good amount of money for the boat, so that'd be a good day. But yeah. like a friend of ours also said the same thing about a hot tub. The best best two days ever. Yeah, hot tubs are very uh, people have very uh, far edges of the spectrum. I always liked it in winter when it'd be like negative three on the off. The and problem ice crystals but, in your hair. Well, hey, you the, never owned it though. You just always no. I did. My brother. So, yeah. The so problem with people owning hot tubs is they lack the maintenance on there. So mm-hmm. as long as yep. you maintain it, you're gonna have a very functional yep. hot tub for as long as you want. You Too can hot af- for the hot tub. You wow. can afford to buy it, but you also have to be able to afford to own it. Yes. I mean, of course, you know, some bills can probably get jacked up a little bit. Yep. Um, yeah, because in winter in Wisconsin, you have to keep it on, you know, round the You have to keep it on. It's a block of ice now. <laughs> you have to keep it on, otherwise those it's jet, pretty much fucked. Those jets aren't moving. So yet. do you guys think that, um, like, purchases are maybe something you'd tell your 20-year-old self? Or I guess the best way to do it is mean, maybe you can just cheat. go around the table, maybe. I mean, you could cheat and be like, oh, I invest in these stocks. Yeah. Uh, look for Bitcoin, you know, yeah. all that stuff. But, like... I don't what, know. What would you tell yourself, answer? Honestly, no one much you know right think, now. No one what I know right now. Bet the over. No, uh, I don't know what I would tell myself. Just don't get in as much trouble as you did. Uh, look. Hey, that's uh, advice, man. Look, uh, be, be weary of cops. Don't be doing the old drinky drivey. I mean, stuff like that. That's sustainable, Because I mean, man. that's because how much money? Good, let's not dive into exactly everything it was, but let's talk about the well, money that was kind of. You know, lost that you lost, lost on that enough uh, to buy a razor. Oh, easily, <laughs> easily, just on the and a motorcycle, just on the the lawyer fees and the lawyer fees for the for the. Don't even give the number. Yeah, just yeah. say. Well, I can say the lawyer fees is that's just that'd be public knowledge. That was fifteen grand. It was five for one and ten for the next. I didn't even know that. Holy <laughs> shit! So and they didn't do shit. Should have fell so, on the sword of so, so exactly. Yourself. So yeah. yeah, like any any good that'd be the best advice I give yeah. myself. Just don't be I mean it's and it's hard to, it's hard to tell yourself at twenty, don't don't yeah. do dumb shit, but it's like do you think be more cognitive of it, be more thoughtful of it. Think think. Yeah. Well and do you and, think your twenty year old self would have listened, or do you think you'd have been like Fifth Tan and like, all right, old timer or it whatever? Could, it could have gone one or two ways, but the one thing I wish that would have been then that we have now is like the smartphones and Uber. Because back when I was 21, 22, we, we didn't had, have that. We had to look for a taxi or we had who to was wait the, for or it. Or who was the best designated drunk driver? Yeah. You, to quote the hangover. <laughs> well, yeah. So you, you had all those things to do. Whereas now, 
okay, my Uber's going to take 14 minutes to be here. Good. I can get another drink, you know, but I know I'm getting home safe and it, it knows exactly where it's taking me and all, all, yeah, all the, is a quote, my dad and all of the above. <laughs> Diamond Dave, how about you? What would you have told yourself? Honestly, uh, keep that, uh, Ranger yet in high school. Pick a, pick a career. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> there's, there's two things. Come on, come on. Mr. Degrees there's, over there. There's two things I would for sure tell myself. <laughs> I'll start with the non, I'll start with the non obvious one is, uh, get more, uh, get more into stocks. Like oh, with, so with your learn money. more about financials. Learn yeah. more about financial and just, you know, play the game a little bit. I'll with agree the, with, with you stocks. There. I wish, I really wish. I'm starting to get a little more interest in it now. Thanks to, obviously, the Wall Street stuff, because uh, I played with that a little bit. But it's kind of fun. I don't gamble. So, I guess, in a way, I would gamble with stocks yeah. because, uh, you know, it, I'd rather have money sitting in a stock rather than gaining two cents yeah. a year in a savings account. Oh, yeah. You're not making anything. I mean, yeah. actually, you're losing money given inflation. Real, exactly. And- you know, that's a good point because you'd be shocked how many people don't even know what compounding interest is. Or th- I'm they, still learning they, a lot. they shoot, don't know they have to pay back their student loans. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a big section of the population who legitimately does not know this. So I'd say that's a pretty good one. You know, brush up on, on financial stuff. And Honestly, yeah, that's yeah, kind of what I'm going to teach my little one. And, you know, not, I'm not going to like preach it like church to him, but I'm just going to be like, hey, you know, as we get older, I'm going to kind of show you this, this, and this, and let yeah, you make your gonna, own choice. He's going to want the newest gaming system, and Dave's like, "All right, I'll give you a loan, but you got to pay it back." No, so I wouldn't 39% do that. Thirty-nine percent interest because you don't have any credit. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Like all but the dad, my that, allowance is only five bucks. Wow, well, you're going to have to find a second job. Four percent interest, son. But uh, <laughs> no, like even uh, just with this money now, right? I'm going to be taking it a little bit of the, uh, a yep. chunk of it right now, and I'm going to put it into some stocks. That way, he's better off. Yeah. In life, uh, at least in in that area, yeah, and and you know, not to like, because I wish. Hold on, I, yeah, I, I do wish uh, my my parents probably our parents came from a different time, right? Oh, so yeah, I yeah. do wish my parents probably would have been able to do a little something like that. Uh, to just well, we're throw in it school wherever. for like 14, 15 years. You think they could have told us something about financials? But no, that's, that's the other not, thing. Not unless, <laughs> not unless you, we had a we had a class in our high school, a big Chilton High School. It was called Math for Consumers. Yeah, that's sucks. that's what that that's what that math class was. Yeah. It taught you how to you know organize a checkbook and all yeah. this and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So that that should be that that, that was should a, be that mandatory was a, in school. See, because really. like, for like college, I, well, it was the same for Dave. Like you had to go through algebra two or whatever yeah, in, so in Wisconsin or whatever. So, so like me, that was the class I had senior year. Whereas the people that had algebra two the year before, they could do the math for consumers. It's like, well, which is more valuable to you? I mean, I'm not going to go into any math field and algebra or anything like that. Yeah, I'm not doing, knocking it. It's doing STEM. It's, yeah. It's, it's you know. good. It's good to have in the back burner, I guess, yeah. but yep. math, math for consumers, you're going to use and is very, very valuable of a class. Yeah. I mean, it's just like shop, shocking. just like the, any computer class he took there in high school. It was very valuable. I really, so could, I'm surprised they don't have that as a, like a set class. Everybody should take. So when we, when I was a, a fire alarm inspector, I went to, uh, we had, we had all the apps in schools on our, our contract mm-hmm. and dude, I think it was, uh, I think I might've been texting you about this. Maybe, uh, it was, I believe Appleton West that we uh, did their technology area for shop and computers. Tech ed. Dude, 
I was just like, if I had this back oh. in Podunk, wherever. Oh, I know. Oh my God. Yeah. I can only imagine where, what I would have done because now this is going to tie into the second bit of info I'd give my younger self at 20 or whatever it is. Go to college, uh, go to tech school and mm-hmm. get uh, get it done early. That way you're set by 25 right. on what you want to do. Granted, I did two degrees, one in fire, one in uh, uh, cybersecurity. So I would have had all that done by the time I hit 25. If I take what I did later in my 20s, which, right. you know, life's, yep. a, life's a learning game, mm-hmm. right? So I would be telling myself immediately because no one, no one was there to, you know, hey, Dave, how no, about college? Yeah. You know, why don't you think about this? Yeah, you're going to be taking out some student loans. I had no idea what that was about because I was so focused on just graduating school. And then chasing girls. Yeah. Well, actually, funny Smash story with the high school stuff. We'll have to talk about that later. But um, yeah, I, it, by the time you're 18, you go to tech school, two years, boom, you're, you know, you are going to have a great job, assuming, you know, whether it's fire or uh, technology. Yeah, you'll, you'll have a skill and a trade that you can market mm-hmm. that's something tangible. Right. You know? And then by the time you're 25, most likely you should have your student loan paid off. And dude, by the time you're 30, Come on, you're you're making this. dude. There's people that are 60 years old who still have their student loans hanging around their neck, and mm-hmm. it's just like. And it, but here's the thing, though. A lot of that, and a lot of those people, it's not their fault because they were it's told by fault. an entire generation, "Don't start with that." There's they were told by an, an entire generation of educators, "Oh, just follow your heart, and the money will come." You should go to college. You should go to college. Um, guidance counselor, I hate school. I think it's prison, and I only show up three days a week. No, no, you should go to college. You should go $100,000 in student loan debt. And they, they push that really hard. They push universities. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They pushed universities and college, four-year colleges very hard that now you see what we have now where, you know, I think you can probably speak to an answer. I know I can, where uh, younger people are almost genuinely afraid to come into manufacturing facilities because like they think their head's going to get chopped off or something. And it's like, there's stories all the time about guys who work at Oshkosh who started when they were like 18. By the time they're 55, they're multimillionaires because of investing in the financial markets like you talked about and about, you know, sticking with a stable job and, and grinding it out and working and not, you know, just chasing some kind of dream. I mean, well, I think what I would have told my 20 year old self is that all work sucks. And you're not always necessarily paid for what you can do, but you're paid for your time Mm -hmm. because you're paid to be there whether you are or not. Like all you people at home right now who are working from home and you're having to, uh, you know, to do all your work that way. Think of like all the bullshit meetings you don't have to go to, all the silly training things that your companies are forcing on you. You don't have to do any of that. You can just sit at home and get your work done. And I bet, I'll bet you better than half the people out there can get all their work done in probably four to five hours. They don't need the full eight. But when you have to go to a place, you're stuck there because you're giving up your time for the money. Well, and it's kind of tricky, right? Because when you say that, it, people with salary jobs, you're almost basically like a 24 seven ish, even though some, you know, jobs will have a parameter to be like, yeah, it's really like an eight, nine hour workday, but you're right. still on call technically <laughs> because of your salary and you mean so, i don't get any more money yeah no <laughs> overtime who'd, who'd sign that deal <laughs> no overtime but no yeah it, it's just yeah those are the two things that i would uh i would go back to what now what would you yeah so i mean the the big like i said the two big things i would have told myself is that hey all work sucks and you know that's just the way it is the other thing that that I'm noticing now even more, and I was just telling the answer about it on the way over, is is just how valued, now this is going to sound cliche because everybody says it, but you truly do realize it is just how important your time is mm-hmm. and how valuable 
you know, time is in, in all the little things that add up. Like I heard somebody, um, I think it was Aaron Clary using the example of when he goes into a restaurant, like he was there with his girlfriend and she was like kind of fumbling, trying to you know get her stuff together to go in. And he sees this minivan pull in full of like a soccer team. And he's like, come on, hurry up. If we don't get in there first, these couple of seconds that we're wasting now are going to be 15 minutes down the road because we're going to be waiting. So I think just, you know, making use of time, um, having lists for yourself. I mean, again, this is all cliched stuff, but list goals, whatever you want to call it. Until you start doing it, it actually makes sense. Like, okay, I've got to do X, Y, and Z around the house. I've got to do X, Y, and Z at work, whatever it might be. That actually makes a difference to check it off. I mean, I was ridiculously disorganized, you know, when I was in my 20s. It's like, (laughs) oh, oh, I got to do this now. Oh, crap, I got to do that. Let's run over here. And you you find yourself. and maybe a lot of you find this happen at work where you spend most of your day running around putting out fires instead of getting your actual work done. That's, I guess, what I would have noticed. So to sum up a long-winded rant, I would have uh, told myself to value time every minute and second counts, and all work is going to suck. You know, and you think Aaron Rodgers likes going to practice? <laughs> Dude's making millions of dollars, and I guarantee you every morning he rolls out of bed and says, Oh, son of a bitch, I got to go to practice today. He, he might, but he knows that's where he's doing his learning. Uh, so it, I, Rogers, I bet, is one of those guys that enjoys the practice. Uh, well, now he's like been once on, he's there, he's probably having fun and stuff. But well, there's yeah, still yeah. that initial. On Pat, on Pat McAfee's show, he mentioned, <laughs> he mentioned that he took less reps for throwing during practice this year. And his shoulder was finally pain-free. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a learning curve. And he even says it in plenty of interviews where I think he does take the time during these. I think he looks forward to practices because he's such a brainiac mm-hmm. for these that for everything. Well, he has he has his like Jeopardy Friday or Trivia Friday with the other guy, the other quarterbacks yeah. in the room and stuff like Sounds that. Sounds like a wild and, party. And the, 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 let's face it, the practice is where you get. Obviously, you put in your work, but a lot of the guys have a lot of fun dicking around, mm-hmm. pulling you jokes. Know, the skilled positions, and answer, you and I can speak to this. I always felt when I was playing football that the guys in the skilled positions always had fun. They just got to oh, go around yeah. and, and play catch. Me and yeah, you are, they, are they, beating our skulls against each other in the trenches. Yeah, doing the old school blocks. Get them flippers out. <laughs> Yeah, I used to watch that all the time, and they'd be like, "Well, it's, it's a lot. Screw it's, around. A, it's a lot of running. It's like I would love to just go run, run. Hey, go run a couple posts. We got to throw like the ball. Plus, they're like pounds. Running's yeah. easy for them. And it's like, God, that's awesome. Also, it was, it was like, all right, there's that big blocking sled. Yeah. There's oh, five of them. The all right, now just you, you just hit it. Now you got to move it before yep. we can Up, go on. Downs and tackling drills, and I always like the one where uh, Oklahoma. The, you know, two guys would line Hoover. up. You have a running back behind you or whatever, and you had to block and try to stop. They yep. just smashing heads for like two and a half hours well, straight. Well, after ours school. was uh, my favorite was uh, hit and polish. Is where he had one ball carrier. One guy would try to tackle him, and if he held him up, then the next. <laughs> You know, I've never, and we'll get on to the next topic here real quick, Dave. But again, shout out to the program. I have never seen a football movie that depicts football practice more accurately than that movie. Well, minus the, like, <laughs> the mule kick in the head. At the end. <laughs> you never did that? <laughs> no. oh, he's not playing dirty like he should. Before we move on, I want to uh, talk about the time thing. Yeah. Because I don't, you guys might have noticed it during our time on the road, but do uh for not so much in my 20s, but late 20s into now, I'm so kind of picky about time. Yeah, like what you spend your time doing. Right, and I sometimes I get so wrapped up. 
I'm a little too obsessive about it now, but sometimes I get too wrapped up in thinking, all right, what can I do right now? Because I have a little bit of free time. Mm-hmm. I actually kill myself sometimes you're, because which, I'm thinking, which way should I go? Which, right? I, yeah, I which spend, road do I go down? Yeah. If there's 15 minutes free, I'm like, okay, what should I learn right now? And I spend 15 minutes yep. <laughs> trying to figure it out. I'm like, no, I waste right the time. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how you are with time, but man, I'm the time now. I wish I would have done in my early twenties. I will say as you uh, get older and you guys out there, will you already either know this or you will know it. Nothing feels better than saying no. Well, usually like, get, get invited to like parties. You don't really want to go to people's wedding invitations or whatever bachelorette bachelor parties. Mm-hmm. Well, those can be fun, but you like gender reveal parties. Nothing feels better than saying no. And just this weight is lifted off your shoulders and you're knowing you're well, not, of course you're, you're not giving your time to go do that. Well, of course it's like yeah. picking and choosing, right? Well, yeah. when you say no, I mean, some people look forward yeah, but, to but like when you're the younger, wedding. Or, I think when you're younger, you feel obligated to say yes to everything. No, when you're younger and you, it will, I'll speak in terms of wedding. You almost try to work it out because you're like free alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no, you're not really saying no. Maybe you're the, almost finding a way to get to the yeah. reception. I, just <laughs> I'm just getting there whether I'm invited or not. Maybe the groom will call us a dipshit. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, in your 20s, you got 15 minutes of time. <laughs> there you go. You can kill a lot of time doing that, too. Yeah, dipshit. Dipshit. Nobody does that. But oh, that was such a good day. <laughs> Such a good dig. <laughs> but we'll yeah, so hey, time. we want to know what you guys think. What's something you would have told yourself Speaking in, in your 20s? <laughs> I'm getting there, Diamond Dave. Mickey I would have told the 40-year-old Quinn here. to learn how to talk into a mic. Stay on social media. You'll thank me. <laughs> no, hey, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe so you get updates about all of our great content when it drops. If you guys want to comment on what's something you'd tell yourself in your 20s from where you are now go ahead drop it down below we love reading all your comments really makes our day uh for those of us who are still essential and still have to go to work it helps the day go by that Mm -hmm. much quicker we can't sit at home watch netflix like some guys over here for 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) that's how he delegates his 15 minutes we'll put office on in the background again i'm such a jerk to him sometimes but i love this no guy. i did no. uh my, you, roast, TV, you roast the ones you love what's on. on tv is my babysitter which is mickey mouse clubhouse if i don't have that on dude i don't know how if i have a job so, so i know a little sidetrack but how would you compare the cartoons of now versus the cartoons of when we were kids? Oh, dude, <laughs> I rubbish compared to what aren't we they had. just they're, they're just so much better they're, 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 visually yeah visually they're visually they're better. so much better because i actually tried uh, cause of HBO max, thanks to the, the answer over here. I put on, uh, the Batman animated series cause I'm oh, trying yeah. to get just a wide range of TV shows that I know I can distract them with. Cause there's only <laughs> like, <laughs> stab, stab, stab. No, 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 no. It's the animated series. Yes. The animated, oh, okay. it's the it's, animated it's Batman kids. from, WB ni- kids. from oh. 1992. And just, I uh, saw that this morning, uh, put it on this morning. Wow. Were the graphics Terrible. I know. Isn't it, isn't it funny? Uh, but terrible. Yet, but yet my nephews will still pick the original Ninja Turtles over anything newer. I was trying to find that, the animated cartoon of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now. It's only somewhere where you can buy. Not yeah, available last, the last I saw it was on like Hulu, which it also had a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, what that a great show. doesn't hold up. Garbage. What a great show. Oh, Amy Joe Johnson, the Pink Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> it's no Voltron or He Man or GI Joe or Transformers. Well, no, GI Joe is streaming ones. on a live stream. I think it's a, called. Uh, it's either Facebook or YouTube. 
they have a constant live stream of G.I. Joe. Whoever nice. has this uh, channel yeah. up, I can't remember who it is, huh. but it's a nonstop uh, G.I. Joe. Knowing is half Last time I saw it, yeah. it was uh, uh, they had Sergeant Slaughter on. Nice. Because he was part of the G.I. Joe's then. Going nice. after the Sheik. So. <laughs> yeah. Sheiky, great. baby. Sheiky, Break baby. Break his back and make him humble. <laughs> Did you guys see that in the news? Uh, what was it, Saturday? Uh, with that airplane engine? I did. I see. I, uh, see, uh, I was out on the no, lake spearing, so I'm kind of oblivious to this. I saw a little bit of it, but then I I went someplace where I lost phone service, uh, and I will find you. So <laughs> I, I wasn't able to completely follow up on the story, but I, I caught a little bit of it enough to to uh, to send it over to the podcast so that we could uh, discuss it. And I got to stop saying um and ah because I know that's incredibly distracting and I'm working on it Dude, I'm trying to stop it okay before we go back into the airplane I know we bounce around a lot but to your um and ah were you guys during our time in school taught if you're giving a speech do not do um or ah when you are delivering or presenting yeah I remember being told that how many times in today's world do you see people that are do that. would have been in or our grade or boss. older yep. and younger nope. constantly be in these professional settings, uh, even at the White House, uh. Uh, <laughs> even at the White House, <laughs> I'm not in the big time like they are, do the um and ahs. Yeah. Or the like. Yeah. It's just, the like is terrible. That's, uh, hey, Oak, that's, uh, hey, Oak, you are very, very much to blame and being guilty for the um, ah, uh, because watch one, of your, watch one of your thing, watch one of your interviews, buddy. <laughs> you are I could get drunk off what he does. He's, he's, he's just doing that to see if uh, the Oak actually he watches, watches the show. Roll Everyone knows that. the Oak doesn't watch our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking just bury him. Because if he will, he will text us when he hears this. Well, see, so that like you say that in school, I don't remember ever getting getting that done to me. But that's maybe because I've always been so talkative. I don't do that. He maybe you weren't paying attention, or or that too. Yeah. I could have easily been. But no, when, to to your point, yeah, like or to Dave's point, yeah. At, at work, we have a boss does the same thing. Always and once you like notice it, that's all you can focus on. He did all uh, once, and I didn't notice it at all. And yeah. the one guy is like, "Oh, he said all oh, again." <laughs> so we count. We counted. 18 in the five-minute little lecture Speech. he had, 18 times he said, ah. Well, not everybody's cut out to uh, to So, so we rip, I rip on him now where every time he does the little meeting goes, ah, and I go, oh, and he's like, God, shut up. You know, yeah. damn it once again. So. But I'll bring us back now. Sorry, right. you, you said cool. it, and I just had to roll no. with it there. But yeah, that airplane engine uh, was from today or uh, yesterday. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, but I believe whole, it was yesterday. Holy crap, dude. So basically what happened real quick for uh, – Quick backstory because it is a quick backstory. Uh, uh, see now I'm going to be caught. You're be thinking Damn about it. it. Let's focus so all let's real focus. hard on this. We can do it. Let's focus. So in uh, the <laughs> damn it. So in the Denver area from one of the international airports, shortly after takeoff, the engine literally blew up. So they had as if you're watching this on YouTube, you could see the engine in the the uh, ring piece. Damn it, the uh, it's all right. The well, ring piece. You're shooting from the hip. So okay. the ring piece here that is in front of the engine that capsulates the engine is at this person's house right there. Yeah. <laughs> All the engineering nerds are just yelling at their screen right now. Um, actually, Dave, it's called the rotary girder. Well, whatever the <laughs> hell it's called. And some debris was falling in uh, soccer. Just like soccer Breaking fields. Bad. And like I think dog parks too. Like people actually were recording the debris falling. Yeah. And just, you know, saying we got to get out of here, obviously. But and how close was that piece to that dude's house? 
Oh, like just, just like, on it was just literally feet. on his front door. Yeah. Just imagine, just like you hear this loud bang, like off. Oh, what fell out of the tree and he come off a big ring? Like what? Well, and then there's actual footage of the gentleman or lady yeah. in that seat that is yeah, filming recording it, filming yeah. the engine on fire <laughs> while they're still in the air. Hey guys, it's on fire. What do you think will happen next, huh? I mean, so Anderson, let me start with you. Like you're that person in that seat and you just heard a big. <laughs> what, uh, what are you thinking? What are you doing? I'd be like, I'm not looking. I don't know what's going on out there. <laughs> really? You don't want to look? I, I, stewardess, oh, give me two. <laughs> stewardess, do you, how much Utah. booze do you have? Utah, <laughs> give me two. I'd be like, get all the booze over here because the classic Ron White joke. How far do you think that engine's going to take us? I don't know, all the way to the scene of the crash. <laughs> so, line. I mean, I'm. it's fun to joke about it because everybody was safe. Nobody got hurt out yes, of this. Yes, they landed safely. But... To see that, I I don't know what I would do. I, I mean, I'd definitely be panicking. Like, ah, I don't. This isn't supposed to happen, is it? I've never seen this before. So just and like the stewardess's line. Yeah, it happens every so often. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Quinn, what would you do? Oh man, I would Re-react. be a solid gold brick out of my ass. <laughs> is is yeah, what look, I would be doing. Look out the window and you see that. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yes, I would be doing that and. Once everything was safely landed and you're fine and everything, you breathe a sigh of relief. You can't tell me about half the people in there were thinking, all right, how can I make some money off this? I'm calling a lawyer. Well, you probably half of them did. Uh, For me, real quick, because I know we're going to do that that part. Uh, With If I were sitting in that seat... And I did the fucking eye again. And this is going to kill me now for the whole podcast. I know. It's all we're going to do. Don't acknowledge it, it, though, either every time you do it. (laughs) If I was sitting in that seat and I heard that boom and I look over, I'm fucking freaking out. I I want the, you know what, have the pilots on the over speaker the entire time when they're talking to uh, air traffic control because. uh, We got a slight fire on engine two and uh, it's going to be okay. I think we can keep flying at 40,000 feet. Oh yeah, and we are. Uh, <laughs> they always—they're worse than now, us. They always do that. Now, we are now descending. Uh, well, I mean, I fly a little bit, not a ton, not like you know for business or anything like that. License. And uh, I mean, I'll be honest, dude. Like when there's some turbulence and stuff, you, you clench up a little bit. You get yeah. a little nervous. Yeah, I, I never get nervous during turbulence. But when you there was this one time, sorry, we no, were coming it. into uh, in, into Pennsylvania. We were doing some work for Hershey. And we we're coming into uh, to Harrisburg Hershey, and landing. Not to name drop. Hershey. No big deal. <laughs> eh, you know, kind you of know, they make chocolate bars. Big deal. They make chocolate bars. So we're coming into land, and there was a nasty crosswind. And the airport where it is, like ten feet away, there's a river. So if you mess up at all, you're you're pulling a sully and you're going in this. It's not a huge river, but it's a river. And it's think. definitely going to ruin. Yeah, your and it day. makes you think. And boy, when we landed, that plane shifted violently left and right, and, and it was good. Now it's one of those things where it was probably nothing for the pilots. For them, it's right. like driving a bus. These right. airplanes, they're not exciting for them at all. But for us, when you're in the passenger seat, it's a different story. So, yep. yes, solid gold brick, I would be shitting. The, the first ever time that I felt turbulence, I was like, oh, what's that? And then, obviously, everyone around you is just like, oh, that's nothing. But what I usually do to, like, calm myself is I'll sing <laughs> Weezer's Ooh, I feel like Buddy Holly as I'm walking on the flight. You know what helps and me after the that, most? I'm good. 
the thing that helps me the most is I think about a bit that, Bi- that Bill Bird did when he when he was nervous about flying his helicopter and his instructor just kept telling him, dude, this thing wants to fly. It wants to stay in the air. That's what they're built to do. Airplanes are meant to fly. They're happiest when they're up in the air. It's like a motorcycle with the gyroscopic forces. It wants to stand oh, up. It doesn't nerd. want to tip over. Dude, I... You, so you try to tell yourself that <laughs> up here, but here you don't believe it. You, well, well, not just makes, there. There, you're yeah, not right. there. The thing that makes me the most nervous <laughs> about being in planes is when we're over like like recently, uh, just yesterday, we, were, we just flew back from North Carolina. Being Tar over, Hills. Being over you, Lake Michigan when they us. do that whole big yeah, circle, big, that, loop. that big, you know, coming on their descent. How, how the frozen land. was Lake Michigian? Could you see it? Oh, yeah, dude, it was frozen. (laughs) It was pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it was pretty cool to see how everything was, like, from a bird's eye view where it looked like mini glaciers, Mm -hmm. so to speak. It was pretty cool to see how broken up the ice was. And, yeah, it was just cool to see. It looks like the fortress of solitude. When it's not ice and it's just a fresh, fresh (laughs) fresh pond, fresh pond, (laughs) crystal clear waters. When you're flying over it, you're just thinking, at least I am, I'm thinking, man, just get us to the fucking airport. Just get us to the fucking airport. Because that's all you see in this big turn. You, you see the city, but yep. then you're seeing this whole big blue lake, and yeah. you're just like, can we see just Davis get to the airport? <laughs> the real pose that Randy, not with this bendy arm lazy shit. But anyways, no, I wonder, I would, do you start running the emergency scenarios through your head? Oh, it's like I do that pretty much everywhere I go. Any, any plane like, ride. Like, yeah, okay. If something goes wrong here. I can jump over that guy. They're pretty small. They're not going to give me any trouble. I can get through that door or that window. It got so bad, and this is going to come into something you and I are going to talk about later. When Walking Dead first came out, I was in the gym locker room, and I was thinking, what if all these people turned into zombies? What would you do? I thought I would go into the ceiling because it was just that foam tile stuff, so I could climb on top of the lockers and get in the ceiling and pull a uh, breakfast club and and get up to the ceiling tiles. That's that's kind of what I do in the airports, too, is just you – because there's a lot of bad shit that goes on the news, and you see it, and you just want to be like, okay, so if this happens, could I do scenario A? Could I do scenario B here? Could yep. I get away with doing scenario C here if this happens? And of course, in your head, everybody's Bruce Willis, Keanu Reeves, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It works every time. I'm going to knock that time. guy out with one punch. I can parkour up over that and through that window like Jet Li. I'll be fine. I'm going to take this little uh, napkin thing here. I'm going to toss it in their face, and I'm going to throw a punch. Him. Then I'm going to karate chop this guy, and I'm going to run at a dead sprint and hit headshots in 50 yards <laughs> in a full sprint with a pistol. Meanwhile, you get like a you get you sprain your ankle. <laughs> you sprain your ankle right away. Like, oh, this is really going to hamper it. You take off to sprint, you blow your Achilles. That's that's funny you say that because like you know how we were just joking around that we planned that right. You don't plan, okay, let's say I break my fist when I'm punching dude in the face. Then what? You know, it's always. This is done. I got this. You're always thinking, all right, this is going to work. There's no way it's not. You broke broke that jaw? You're having a bad day. That jaw? Well, uh, what were you even talking about? Uh, Diamond Dave was telling us about (laughs) the uh, the airline engine that that went out, and we were talking about all the stuff falling into people's yards, and it was totally insane make sure you check out the video on that uh diamond dave's gonna post a link down in the comment box where he'll have that for you to check out so thank god everybody made it because i think the last thing the last thing we could handle right now is an airline crash because 
airline travel as bad as it is right now with the uh, with the uh, the, the C virus going around. No, yeah, it, I, I just can't get over that picture. Was, like you're looking out a window. It looks like that. something out of Star Wars. Quite see, honestly, see if I would have had enough like Jim Beam in me, I was just be like, ah, oh, take her down. Just, just take her down. See what happens. Oh, or would you the, be drinking more and just be like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna black out so that I don't feel a thing." Friend <laughs> of the podcast, Jim Beam will never stir, <laughs> stir you wrong. If you, if you go down, I don't know how much of a thing you're right, gonna be you're, feeling. You're probably, yeah, you probably won't feel much, but at least you're gonna try to black yourself out. <laughs> see, see, the closest I can equate to that is this is when we're still a living plane in trash. Trouble. Couldn't stop Nature Boy Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! But uh. <laughs> So, like, speaking of how, how these guys are, like, sitting in their living room or their house and hearing something, I was in my living room when we lived in Chilton on uh, Memorial Drive, and I heard a loud crash, and I looked out the window. Guy fell asleep at the wheel of his van and smashed right into the tree, and if that tree <laughs> wouldn't have been there, it would have been right into yeah. our living room. Unreal. And this guy was, like, a hoarder, so there was a bunch of, like... <laughs> A bunch envelopes of egg, and stuff, bunch of so, egg cartons and newspapers. Oh, yeah, so he, crash. Was, he was well. He was. He had plenty of cushion with everything he had in there. But yeah, so like the not the exact same thing. Obviously, no. Those but, noises are incredibly. You, you loud. hear a crash like that in yeah. your home, and Gravity it's like taken you're over. immediately like, where was yeah. that? And, and it's when went outside, it. and there it was, literally 15 feet away. Well, yeah. even like when you hear a transformer blow up, you're like, what the fuck was that? You know, <laughs> the one time I heard that it was because of a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Little bastards! It was. I swear to God, brilliant ironworks back hey, in the day. Nice switch here, Young Rock. Oof. Did you guys see that? I did not. I ah, saw the. Uh, I I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I just didn't have time to work it in. I I value my time so much that I was waiting to hear if it was any good before I committed to it. First episode. I would give it four out of five answers. The Young Rock. I would wow. give it four out of five answers as well. You I mean, there, I mean, there's always going to be room to improve, but I like how they do the premise. I don't know if they're going to do every episode like that, where it's We're like only one in. So, where the knows? first they did the first act was him from 1982. The second act is him from 87. And the third act is him being in college. Oh, so you, from 90. So is this going to be like a limited run? I mean, how many episodes, seasons, well, episodes? We I, I, I'm thinking I'm not, it's. I think it's going to be like a young Sheldon where it just goes for a long time. For it's going to go a lot for of a stories. Because yes, it, does it bounce back? With, uh, what it does. That's why I said the first act. So the first. Well, act was let's just start. That. Let's start from the beginning. Quick. This is going to be spoiler. So if you. But, Seen yet. Judging by the numbers, hey, most people, most saw, people it. saw I haven't it. seen it yet. Well, no, <laughs> just kind of bouncing yeah. off what. Oh, hey, click. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to give you details of what was said, Deets. but like the beginning is The Rock in 2032 running for president. Okay. <laughs> and then it, he does a sit down interview, and mm-hmm. then that's when the, the back. Ah, backstory okay. takes off and like even the end of the episode is like oh is that it oh i got plenty more or something like that yeah That's they did cool. the, the episode was really was, really well done he was okay. talking about doing jumanji five with kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> god he needs somebody to piggyback him through his movies but, doesn't uh, he well and in the beginning too with the, uh, him being interviewed for president they actually pick on him saying oh, the rock has been blinded all these years by hollywood and being served to like he's forgotten how to be the, the average man you know, and everything. So that's how the story kicks off. He's okay. like, no, I had to fight for everything I have. I still have to fight for everything I have. So it's not been forgotten. And Start then, then every morning with, do you smell? <laughs> <laughs> you would be highly impressed with the first episode. Obviously, yep. we still need to see more to kind of get more of a basis on it. But again, gold by the rock. Go figure. Not a surprise. Because I just, the th- the only thing I harped on it and, you know. Yeah. 
is they're using the insider wrestling terminology. Uh, the big basis of it is live the gimmick is what his dad preaches to him. Live the gimmick because, you know, not gimmick a gimmick means everything. But that, hey, I be- knocked over your gimmick. Hey, well, hand me that gimmick. He actually, uh, uh, Rocky explains to a young Dwayne about the fake car. Mm-hmm. Because he's got a real nice car, but then they go to a like a shit uh, shit hole hotel. Okay, and he's like, "How come we can't uh, have a nice house?" He's like, "We gotta have a nice car. I gotta live the gimmick." So then he keeps preaching that to him the whole time. And then, of course, in college, (laughs) Rocky uh, somehow talked to the university about how Dwayne was going to be on the cover of Wheaties, and then (laughs) Dwayne didn't know. Yep, I'm assuming this is true. If not. It was still an entertaining story um, where Dwayne is now entering the gym at the U. All the football players come up. And Jesse some, Armstead, Russell, Maryland. Yep. They come up and say something about it. And uh, Dwayne was so thrown off. He's like, oh, no, no, no. It's just for Asia. <laughs> Wheaties Asia. And then gets on the phone with his dad. And his dad's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> Gotta live the gimmick, son. <laughs> it's funny because his, dad, so his dad's looking it at a – Obviously, as a pro wrestling standpoint, mm-hmm. not a uh, he looks through you know, life as a pro football. wrestling standpoint. It's kind of cool. Yeah. As they have like Andre the Giant, Iron Sheik. Uh, then, like in '87, they did the the joke that they already talked about, where everybody thought he was an undercover cop because he was so big already in high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they used that joke right away. He had the mustache. We've all seen it. Well, and we've heard the story about plenty of times where he, well, we did, and I'm not sure. How, well, I'm Dwayne, sure. Yeah, Dwayne told us personally. Dwayne told us personally. Oh, he's told and us about the whole crackhead. You know, where he got the car from the crackhead yep. and then the cra- some other homeless person dies in the back of it. So that was told in this <laughs> yep. as well. So I do think with The Rock, could they could easily get six seasons out of this because his personal uh, the pro wrestling life that he had mm-hmm. could easily take off on this. Because well, there's only so childhood. much of the childhood that yeah, they could but probably yeah. childhood, you, you can think of like – that was like look at this one episode. It was just one party of being with them. As we saw in the previews, there's gonna be one where he has Andre the Giant is at a show and tell, you know, and all this True. other stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of there's plenty that he can draw from from each. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many autobiographies or anything he's came out with, but I'm sure they can they can draw from that, and and he's got a hand in it right with it right away too. So it's they're gonna be able to stretch all that out. Yeah, they network TV is saying, "Thank God he didn't go to Netflix or Amazon Prime." Well, the good news is, is NBC already has a relationship with him because of his game show or his fitness well, game show, and with WWE and yeah, WWE. So, with NBC as well. So, so the, yeah, they, to whoever who has not seen it, we highly recommend it because it's not just about pro wrestling. Even though there's a basis around pro wrestling, it's him as a as a young kid, him as a teenager, going into his college years. So. They're just scratching the surface. Yeah. Highly recommended. Well, just and one I, I got to say, the casting choice for Rocky Johnson is pretty spot on. The dude, dude. looks just like <laughs> I think the casting all awesome. the way around. I mean, the well, Sheik, the Junkyard Sheiky Dog. Sheiky baby. Uh, his dad. I mean, his dad. How would you dad. like to have drawn the straw that has to find the – you're the casting agent who has to find Andre the Giant. Like, or, how am I going to do this? Like, there, 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 that's Rocky Johnson in the show. Yeah, look, pretty much looks just like him. Damn near identical. Yep. A little bit different head. And then, uh, you know, he's obviously right, a smaller right there's guy. There's Andre. Than Rocky this is Andre the Giant. Yeah. 
And and see, that's the hard thing with Andre. I mean, that's so like unique. the best you can do with Andre. Because I was just where say. are you going to find an Andre the Giant? <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. going to put a, a wig on the Big Show and hope it works. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I mean, he was the son of Andre the Giant in WCW. Honestly, this is probably the closest you could get, and yeah. at least in my eyes. And if he has the acting, the which the, he does, the, the physical does. stuff you'll eventually forget about, and you'll appreciate for just being what this it is. guy is. What we we would call enhancement talent for bad guys uh, <laughs> in movies. In movies, yeah. yeah. So it's it's like I said, he's a super tall dude in real life, anyway. Yeah. So I think they again the casting is just they nailed it. Of course, I'm sure The Rock was trying to pinpoint to a T on yeah, everyone. I'm sure, he's in there. pretty hands on his project. So mm-hmm. yep. Well, shows off right off the bat, you know, executive producers, him and Danny Garcia, you know, they've done done it all together with all yeah, the movies and TV shows. I, you know, it kind of goes back real quick to our stories. I just hope it's uh, half as good as Ballers. Yeah. Uh, back first to, season anyways. Yeah, first season. Uh, I wonder what the pitch meetings were like in this because we talked about, you know, studio heads redoing the whole movie a director did. Yep, yeah. I wonder how much they were saying, all right, Rock, this the keys. You we're just giving you the platform, but we kind of control this part. They, they probably sat there and said, hey, answer, are you afraid we're going to make too much money on this? <laughs> no shit. Was, you can just back up that dump truck of, of dollars anytime now because, mm-hmm. I mean – this is his life. That's not like the studio yeah. can change it. And he could have easily said, all right. Cause yeah, he has creative uh, control, well, creative control, but isn't vulnerable like TNT. Cause he had a show on TNT. He could have taken it there. Obviously Netflix, even though he has a deal with universal or whatever, Netflix could have threw him more money. He could have taken it there. Amazon, all the, all of them. So, but I think he wanted to be able to get the exposure on network TV. I, I think, mean, let's well, be honest, everybody, you know, yeah, it's still, even though you can, Make just as much, if not more. I mean, he has movies that are going direct to Netflix. <laughs> direct to dumpster. <laughs> but uh, the allure is still, if you're going to have a sitcom, the allure is still to always have a sitcom on a national broadcast television yep. channel. That's just, your, that's your just the allure. Are yep. always going to be that's, blasted. That's, that's always the ones you're going to, that's the, that's the cream of the crop. That's what I can see with my antenna. Mm-hmm. Well, that too, that, you know, that, it, that can play in everybody's home. Yep. Netflix doesn't play in everybody's home because they don't all have Diamond Dave's uh, answer. <laughs> Netflix answers, password. passwords. <laughs> Look what I did there. I put WWE. Did you? Worldwide Wrestling Entertainment oh, cool. instead of Worldwide <laughs> Wrestling Federation. That's, that's all right. Hey, you're under a lot of stress today. You, you ate that piece of lettuce. Your body's probably rejecting it. Sheiky, baby. Uh, so, so, yeah, look, look at the sheik. So yeah, that's pretty good. I'm pretty sure if we search through uh, Shiki's Twitter, he might be approving yeah. it. So it'll be interesting. Well, <laughs> you know, the thing that's fascinating Fucking is for bullshit. as much as a lot of mainstream people will degrade, talk down about, question wrestling, oh, that's stupid, whatever. There's not a person out there I've ever found who's not fascinated with the life of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know... We've had a very, 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 very minute sampling of that, but you know, there's people we know who are obviously in the industry and that sort of thing, and it's one of the most fascinating lives that are out there. You know, more so than I would even say an actor, because you know, an actor goes, they do their job, and then they're done for seven, eight, nine months or whatever. So it's a fascinating thing that I think will draw a lot of numbers, and even people who aren't wrestling fans are gonna love it. I mean, look what people turned in for that Tiger King bullshit. Well, that's the thing, right? And I think. As much as uh, wrestling misses a crowd, this is probably the easiest time for any AEW roster athlete or WWE roster athlete because you're in one area 
24-7 now. Yep. And no matter what you do, if you're supposed to get booed, you're getting booed. If you're supposed to get cheered, you're getting cheered. Right. And, and I'm just thinking pure travel because that's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, spot. Yep. everyone knows that it, it's tough for the travel. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when we get Rowan back on, uh, and we will... I just want to that travel, man. Like, how do they sleep? Because there's time, there's scheduled times that they have to be X at X spot place, yep. and then you still have to get your workouts in. Uh, and you're not leaving an arena typically so, yeah, until 11, about nine, 11, 12. nine to twelve range, if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you can bail out early yeah. if you're not loading up and catering in your duffel bag. <laughs> Shout out to me and Steve Carino for that one. You guys are going to be here next week. I'm not. <laughs> Great story at Carino told. It was awesome. But yeah, so WWE. staying with the, the wrestling thing, we're going to wrap up the show here with a little bit of WWE news. Again, we record on Sunday. So the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is tonight. A lot of big matches on that. Um, I'll get to that. But first, I want to get to NXT Vengeance. Because, guys, I'm telling you, if you're not watching the NXT product, both the normal NXT based here in the States and NXT UK, and if you're just a fan of wrestling, if you're tired of all the, as Jim Cornette would say, nonsense and flying donkeys and you just want to see wrestling, that is what you watch. These guys have been hitting it out of the park the last couple months with the quality of matches and stories they're telling and everything. It has been fantastic. So we had the NXT Vengeance, and of course, I'll I'll just kind of get to the, the big matches on that. One of the best matches I've seen in a long time, probably going back to either the, the Walter and uh, Dragunov match or uh, another one of uh, some of the other ones I might have forgot that I really liked in NXT was Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. Now, we saw Pete Dunne mm-hmm. wrestle in Oshkosh, and we also saw Finn Balor, who came out and wrestled number one out of the shoot against Wisconsin's very own Eric Bugenhagen, who's like turning into the Hulk before our eyes. If you guys watch his YouTube channel, the guy's just getting freakishly strong. Anyhow, these guys obviously are incredibly talented. I would say Finn Balor's probably the best wrestler in the world right probably now. Probably pound for pound, who's, yeah. Who's well-known and has a name behind him in a major company. These guys did an amazing match where, um, basically, I did it right there, Pete Dunne worked Finn Balor's fingers. Pete's been known for mm-hmm. joint yep. manipulation yep. And, and that sort of thing. And That's what's always kind of nice. The storytelling of it was so good because, again, I go back to in. Uh, Balor's been doing this a lot. He doesn't have to come out and do a hundred thousand moves like the Young Bucks or somebody like that, where it's like you put him in a blender and press <laughs> pure eggs. You know, it's like he just comes out and he tells a story, and it's always really good. His facial expressions were outstanding. The way he sold the injuries, he went after Pete Dunn's leg, and they had a ton of great sequences back and forth. The only thing that I, that I'll knock it for is. How many times can you snap a guy's fingers? <laughs> right. You know, because like, like the, the super kick. Yeah, it's like they, they did it the one time where he really got him with it. And I'm like, okay, that's it. His fingers are like mangled. But then he went back to it again. I'm like, ah, you kind of already did it. I mean, they could have done some other stuff. I mean, here I am criticizing two of the best <laughs> professional <laughs> yeah, wrestlers in the business. But I think maybe back in hindsight, that would be the only thing I would change. It's like, if you're going to do the fingers, do it once. Where his, uh, where his uh, breaking of the fingers is good as when raven used to do it back in the day to the raven's flock members oh yeah snap their fingers yeah. were they as good as that yeah he had one where they had the camera right on him and i'm i watched him like all right how are they gonna work this you know but they had the camera right there and pete had both his fingers like ah. this. And he snapped it i mean obviously you know he's 
excellent at what he does, but it looked like he straight Real. up snapped Finn's fingers. And nice. I, Finn Balor's just on another level right now. The guy's delivering. If I'm Edge, that's who I'm working. If, if I had the choice, they're yeah. probably going to stick him with Roman or whoever. But For if sure. I want to go out there and have a match that I, the be, spears. that I can be proud of, I would, I would choose Finn Balor. I really want to pick on uh, the whole Edge thing. I know people are – there's some – that pick all oh, edges old, you know, where you put the typical WWE pushing the old guys stuff. It's guys, he's back off on that. And the knowledge that edge has that he's passing down to all these guys, Roman dude is going to be here for a long time yep. and getting some, a piece of what edge could potentially deliver to him educationally. And especially this new Roman that we all love. This yes. new Roman that is just rocking it. I'm new sure with what, if, if you don't know, if you're a newbie and you don't know Edge's uh, past great, or yeah. his heel time, go back and look at his heel time. He was one of the best during that time yeah. when it's sex time with Edge and Lita on Raw <laughs> or <laughs> anything we, with Vicky. So, yeah, we're gonna it was like a heat machine sex, with because yeah. it was gross, obviously, but but it, it was, was a heat it machine. wasn't just it wasn't just that he was having the live sex with Lita or the shit with Vicky. It's the way that he pulled it off because he is a really good actor. He was on Haven. He was done some other acting roles. So he can deliver and you notice it, man. God, you notice it when he cuts a promo. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody else has to be like, son of a bitch. This because, guy's good. I got to up my game. Right. Because guess what era he came from? The <laughs> attitude era where everybody points <laughs> where, yep, where everyone was kind of, Hey, this is kind of what we want you to talk about. Can you do it? Do you need anything? Nope, I got it. We'll yep. go out there and do it. And now, like if Back I watch two writers instead of now there's like 25, 30, 40. Yeah. And this past week on SmackDown, I finally actually got to sit down and watch Edge and Roman talk. Edge, that was really good. Yeah. By it, the, way. the way that Roman stays to the script and the way that Edge kind of stays, veers off. veers off just a hair. There's a couple trigger words that you should be able to pick up yeah. that are not scripted. It's it, That's Edge and those guys from that time bringing it to now and hopefully WWE eventually will allow Roman to do a little bit more veering off because I'm sure he does once in a while, but I'd like to see more of it, but especially even, with this character. But then even when he doesn't talk, you can have Paul Heyman just go right. do Paul, Paul Heyman. Heyman's backstage presence with uh, Roman Reigns is fantastic. <laughs> His facial, like, like go back and watch one of Roman's promos and just watch Paul Heyman in the mm-hmm. background, his facial expressions, what he's doing. And when he hands on the mic and the belt and all, like, he got us. He's so good. It's when I it's love how they present Paulie. I love how they present Paul with the, uh, the association time with his family. Like yep. Paul has been around forever along with Roman's family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, he's treating Roman with this utmost he's, respect. Yeah, Paul's worked with him in, you know, WCW and maybe a yeah. few of them in ACW and yeah. then yeah. even to his current WWE and run. Sometimes I get the present, the the feeling, if I'm just being a fan of it and not trying to critique it from the little knowledge that I have. When oh, Paul talks uh, about, you know, the, the tribal, it's almost like he doesn't want to insult any Samoan <laughs> because if he does not only is Roman gonna you know beat the shit out of him but all the other Samo- Samoans yeah. will come in and just well and Heyman's so him. good you're you're hanging on every word the guy says you're just waiting and, and that's the difference you know and I will say that with Edge 
it, it would be a little bit easier for him because there's a lot of true story in what he's saying when he's in the ring. Yep. Yes, he never uh, relinquished the title. I mean, I get we're talking about a TV show here, guys. Just work with me, though. Scripted. I mean, we all know it's scripted. He was still injured, at the same time. He was injured and same taken time. out. His career was cut short, not by his choice. So he truly did have to fight his way back and and get to a point where he could be in the main event. And there is a lot of legitimacy for Edge saying, hey, you need me in the main event. Yep. Because Edge is the one doing the choosing. Whoever he picks will be the main, whether it's Finn or whether it's Roman or whoever. So we all know know, it's going to be Roman. But I'm I'm looking past (sighs) that match right there, Roman and Edge. It's going to be, be fantastic. It'll be good. I want to see but Edge, see AJ, Finn. and I know that's oh, not God, putting yes. over a young guy, but AJ's still one of the top guys. I want to see a top guy versus top guy. I want to see Edge versus Daniel Bryan. And uh, kind of like a sleeper match, I want mine, well, of course, Seth Rollins too. I'm, I'm naming all the top players. But right. a guy uh, I wouldn't mind seeing work because they're starting to finally give him a slight push is Edge versus Big E or Edge versus Cesaro. I, okay, so... How are you feeling on SmackDown on Biggie sitting on the couch <laughs> with the, with his feet in that thing? <laughs> it was fantastic. I was because yes, he's so big and like you would absolutely fear him, but he's such a goof. So it's so he's playing that fine line of like yep. of like what you used to love. You loved Kurt Angle back oh, in the day. Oh, God, it was Kurt because Still he would be. He'd be slapstick all the way, but you knew when it was go time, it and was go time. And he did that, didn't he? When he got in Apollo Cruz's face, he was a totally different guy. Two and weeks I'm, ago. And I'm, I'm screaming at the TV, yes, give me that guy. That's the guy we need. We don't need any more comedy goofballs on this show. That's the problem. I want Everybody acts like a child on the main roster. You go right. watch any, the NXT product, you're seeing Mature two product. men or two women in a fight, and it's legit. It's not little boys and girls play fighting. It's drives me nuts. Dude, I want to put over the women's NXT. Uh, like, the, what they're doing in the UK, especially the UK, uh, in the women's uh, US here, yep. NXT, versus AE, AEW needs to clean that women's division up. They're doing, <laughs> well, their, they're doing better. There's only so many talented females, and WWE has them all under contract. Right, and yeah. they're doing a little bit better now because I think they finally got the heat and got the hint that, yeah, this yeah. isn't that good. Because I know Kenny Omega is running uh, that division, and I, and I know he's trying to – if you're going to pull in the Japan people, bring in the big hitters. Yeah, yeah. don't Yeah, he hasn't brought in any of them. Bring in hitters. the vicious women that we know – I mean – You know they're there. Like uh, – who we used to see back in the day? Uh, God, I'm Bull Nakarova. Yes, uh, Nakamura. Yes, uh, she. Her dude. and Medusa. They had like a year long freaking feud. Yeah. And just think about those uh, the uh, New Japan women. They are snug. Yeah, the, just the style like the guys. they work is incredible. And it's all there. And it's like, why aren't you showcasing them? Yeah, you know? I want to see that. Who knows? Maybe they can't get them or whatever. I I do know because you know. the Bucks have a little heat with New Japan, kind of yeah. ish. But it's like the I know the day, they're getting. You know, I know they're money. starting to kindly finally move back to like uh, friendly grounds, but they didn't with you know AEW AEW coming to light and uh, the way they kind of went about things. Not All that they did anything wrong. Wrestling. You just know how old school wrestling is. Yeah. Oh, yep. you're bringing up a new promotion. I can't talk to you because now you're competition. Yeah, exactly. So, well, and you know, speaking on that, Dave, I did want to talk about because in NXT. Um, Sorry, is NXT UK? I want to be sure I got it right. So they brought in uh, for the women's division, like the biggest star to ever come out of women's Japanese wrestling 
or so it's being presented to us, right? And this goes back to something I was talking about, that the WWE has no idea how to do squash matches, how they have the greatest wrestlers in the world, the greatest wrestling minds in the world, they still can't figure out how to do a decent squash match is beyond me. For everybody listening to squash matches, when you have a new big star come in, they come in and they just destroy somebody to show how dominant they are. So let's rewind to where I was talking about. They bring in this big star from Japan. She's called the final boss. Like that's her moniker. So you're thinking, okay, this is the straight up ass kicker. And they have her they have her go out there and do a, a 10 or 12 minute competitive match with a girl who's good, but she's on the undercard. She's mm-hmm. not, you know, she's not Kaylee Ray. She's not their top star. She's not anybody that they're really pushing right now. So I was like, well, why didn't she come out here and just destroy this, this woman? That's what you want to showcase. And then I was reminded of how they were doing squash matches with most recently people probably remember friend of the podcast, Eric Rowan, where he was coming out, and just killing no-name indie guys who were skinny or looked like yarders or whatever. I wish I would have had a dark match against them. <laughs> and it's like... Yeah. Or actually a squash match against them. Because you see, like, well, of course he's going to crush that guy. But you don't get anything from that because the fans are laughing at it. It doesn't make him a monster. Now, if you have, say, Eric Rowan or a Braun Strowman or something like that come out and, like, destroy, like, Bobby Roode or Dolph Ziggler or somebody who's established... Then it mm-hmm. means something, and mm-hmm. you're really not hurting those guys, anyways, because if they're hardly on TV, what's it matter? Right. You know, anyhow. So that was kind of my rant. I didn't understand that for as much stuff as NXT gets right. Um, NXT UK had a fantastic match with uh, Joe Coffey and Rampage Brown. You know, again, these guys are like six foot tall ish. They look like, I can't get over this enough. They look like fucking men out there fighting, and it's just. Fantastic, and there's my Effenheimer for the week, so I'm guilty. <laughs> so make sure you check those out, guys. I, I think it's fantastic. If you're, it's fantastic. If you have a hard time explaining, if you're a fan of pro wrestling and you have a hard time explaining to people when they walk in the room and some of the nonsense that's on Raw or, or SmackDown is on, and you can't really defend it, just go ahead and flip over to to NXT or NXT UK, and and you'll uh, you'll have a good time. True that. Well, there you have it then. So for Diamond That's Dave Damone, already? an MIA uh, Oak, and uh, Mason Quinn, I am, of course, the answer. Good night now. Utah, Utah give, give me, me two. 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 <laughs>